Today, we're giving you organization tips, and we've got an interview you don't want to miss. Hey everyone, Kaylee and Lane here. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pre-K Teacher Family. This is a podcast for all things Pre-K Teacher behavior management strategies, time-saving tips, advice from teachers, and high-quality resources. If you need it, we're talking about it. We'll be bringing you new episodes every Friday. Make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Today, we're giving you tips to get organized, and we're interviewing a kindergarten teacher and author that you need to know about. Let's not waste any more of your time, teachers. Buckle up. This is going to be fun. Hey, Lane. Hey, Kaylee. Are you ready for this? I think so. Okay, good. Let's do it. All right. Okay, let me tell you, organization was not my strongest point as a teacher. Kaylee, do you remember that big closet that we all shared? You know, we put all of our supplies in it. Oh, my God. I forgot about that closet. Now I remember so many tubs and materials. I really have no clue what was in there, if I'm honest. Just like a lot of stuff. Yes, and it was in my room, but we all would, like, store all of our stuff in there. And uh, do you remember how awful it was? I would just shove crap in there and, you know, just hope for the best. I remember at some points you had to push the (laughs) door open as hard as you could because I had stacked so much stuff in there. Oh, my God. It's just, like, giving me anxiety just thinking about it. (laughs) I, I literally had, like, no organization system. And... Like every few Fridays, I'd have to stay late to clean it out, only to do the same thing over and over and over again throughout the year. The same thing happened to me at my next school, and the closet was in my room, and I would have to stay late every few months to organize that beast. (laughs) It's so hard to keep a communal space like that organized with people coming in and out and supposed to (laughs) access everything, but not no one has time to put it back where it was and keep it all organized. Oh, God, I know. There would be, like, Easter egg activities mixed in with, like, the Christmas stuff, all in one tub, the beginning of the year information. <laughs> it was, like, a big old mess. And, you know, I think I drove my poor Paris nuts. I'd go, I'd ask him, to like, to go, you know, get an activity out for me, and you, you wouldn't see him for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mr. Christian. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah, ours too. Like things would get so out of control. There would be, it would be stacked so high. You would go to grab something and stuff would actually fall on your head. (laughs) Yes. So I can't wait to hear your ideas on uh, some organization systems. Cause like right now I have it pretty easy cause I'm a stay at home mom at the moment and I don't have to worry too much about organizing, you know, cause I only have two kids, not 16. So it's a little bit more manageable. Okay, so we are going to give you three steps to help with organizing your preschool classroom. Here we go. Number one, you've got to take time to save time. Yep, we're going to say it. Although we do wish we had some magical solution to cure all your organizational needs, you know that easy fix? Uh, Well, there is no such thing. Sorry, you're going to have to dedicate some time in order to save time in the long run. Right, so you might as well get your favorite playlist or your favorite podcast. <laughs> wink, wink, us. <awesome. laughs> Ready to play while you're cleaning things out. 
If you can make time for an organizational day in the near future, we recommend spending some time figuring out what you have and organizing it to be in places that make sense. Like the stuff that you use every day should be in the easiest to reach cabinets and should not be stacked on top of each other. You shouldn't have to move two tubs to get to whatever it is that you're trying to get to. One of our favorite listeners, Giddy, gave Uh some advice for us to share. (laughs) Love you, girl. (laughs) I do. We love you. She said, never overstuff a cupboard. If you have to reach behind tons of stuff to get to something, chances are you'll have a big mess. Put stuff you use more often on hand, like in the front, on the eye level shelves, etc. Thanks, Giddy. That is such good advice. Even though you might be able to fit more into a cabinet by stuffing and stacking, you're shooting yourself in the foot because if you can't quickly access it and know where everything is, you're going to waste so much time. Yeah, make sure to take some time to assess what you've got. What can be trashed? What needs fixing? And start piles into different categories. Okay, so then it comes down to actually having a system to know where everything is. And this is a very important step. If you skip it, you're going to be screwed. Yeah, yeah. So, Kaylee, how did you do this part? So, I found a very simple way to do this. At the beginning of the year, I'd put post-it notes up in my cabinets. And as I put things into the cabinet, I would write them down on the post-it note. This made it easy to look for things. You'd just flip open the cabinets and check the post-it notes. But it also makes it easy for your para or a substitute or anyone that is looking for something in your classroom to be able to find it pretty quickly. It is so helpful. I don't know if you've been there, but before I started doing this, it felt pretty much like I knew where things were. But if my para asked me for something, I would try to tell her where it was, but I would usually have to end up getting it myself because there was no rhyme or reason to the setup. And that's just inefficient. Right. Okay. So just so I'm clear. So you would write post-it notes and put it in the, like a, a like an open up cabinet of where like, yes. label, yep, exactly. kind of like labeling. Exactly. Okay. Labeled. So you can flip it open and you know, it's very clear to see that post-it note right there. And you can say, are the pom-poms in here? No, 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 no They're not in this one. Look on the other one. Nice. That's a good, that's yep. a good one. Okay. So that's a great way to organize things in cabinets. But what about the bigger picture? How do you keep things together so you know where they are when that time of year comes around? Like, you know, it's almost March. How do you organize things so that everything you need during the month of March is in one place? Well, Lane, that's exactly how I did it. (laughs) Everything I need for each month of the year is together in one place. Oh, okay. Tell us more. So number two on our list here is get yourself some tubs. Yeah, yeah. It took me several years to finally develop a system that worked, but it works. And the key element here is tubs. (laughs) They're expensive if you just order them on Amazon today. But if you wait for sales after Christmas or like at lots of times during the year, they can be super cheap. Get yourself some tubs, people. And then from here, you decide to personalize it how you want. Do you want big tubs, medium tubs, small tubs? I'll tell you how I did it, but it won't necessarily be the right way for everyone. So I would look at how much stuff I have for a certain month, like starting at the beginning of the year. I'd have a tub for October, Halloween, fall stuff. Remember, you're going to get more stuff. So if you decide this is the amount of stuff you have and it fits nicely into a tub a certain size, the problem is you're going to grow beyond that tub. But two tubs per month ain't a bad thing. (laughs) I I got tubs out the wazoo. So don't worry about having too many tubs or overthinking the sizes. 
Just start putting stuff into tubs and labeling them. And you're going to be very organized very soon. Right. So you may not, you may already have a few tubs from all the organizing attempts before, like I did. But uh, if things are just randomly thrown in there, it's not going to serve you well. So clean out those tubs. And we're going to start over. Now, I'd recommend clear tubs because you can, you know, see inside without having to pull everything out. But I have many tubs that are colored and they also work just fine. You can add a list of what's inside on the outside of the tub to make it easy. And if you really want to get fancy, you can even take pictures of the activities and tape it to the outside of the tub. I mean, that's super fancy. Yeah, there's that's there's a lot of ways to really get this <laughs> right. fancy and Pinteresty. But I also needed so many tubs that I started using cardboard boxes too. Yeah. And you can just label them and they work in the same way. I would just get my box down for the whatever occasion it would be. So I have my tubs by month, October, Christmas, December, February, Valentine's, January, winter, Easter, spring, May, April. But it's not always as easy as separating things by months. For some months it is. And for other times of the year, you have to break it up however it most makes sense for you. And you just want to think about the times of the year and the stuff that you'll need. And then you put all that stuff together and make it a tub. Like I had a Montessori inspired teaching style. So I had tons of individual works. That would be the individual tasks the children would do. So I would have a tub of beginning of the year works, middle of the year works, and end of the year works. But also I'll tell you what, Lane, what you said about labeling the tubs with everything that's in them is a great idea. When I was moving, there was so much stuff that was not initially in an organized tub because I had to move everything. But I just took a piece of paper and wrote it on the top of the box, each thing that I was putting inside. And then when it comes to unpacking or looking for something, all you have to do is scan the pieces of paper on the top of the boxes or the tubs, and you'll find which box whatever you're looking for is in. Make sure to get specific on that part of organizing. Label things thoroughly. You'll thank yourself later. Yep, yep. Also... Another great, oh yeah, this is a good idea. Another great, <laughs> I, <laughs> good pat on the back. Another great idea that I came up with, and mind you, I'm not a Pinterest, everything has to look perfect and organized kind of teacher. This tip might drive some of you nuts. I know because I've posted about it before, and some people were commenting, I could never have my cabinets looking like that. But I had to smirk because I feel like I'm winning in this battle. <laughs> so I had the genius idea to use. Ziploc baggies and clothespins. So I would hot glue clothespins all over the inside of my cabinet. And then I would put things into Ziploc baggies and hang them all over the inside of the cabinet. Yeah, this is good. If you don't care about looks, the functionality here is undeniable. You would open the cabinet and you see everything. Before I used this system, I would have stuff stacked on top of each other. And there would still be so much unused space at the top of the cabinet. Like when you look at the back, there's so much space on top of everything else that you couldn't you could only stack stuff so high. So I filled that that space with clear Ziplocs of hanging items that I could instantly see and reach. The more I used this, the more I felt super organized and the more cabinets I spread the trend to. Do you have questions about this lane or like how can I make it more clear? Yeah, no. Uh no, I well, I've seen it and I remember you doing this and I always thought that was a really good idea because I would you know, get to the end of the year and be cleaning out my cabinets and there's like really good activities in there that I forgot were in there. Totally. I yep. 
And like, yeah. come on, the cabinets are closed all day. No one else needs to see in there. So who cares how it looks? If it's helping you function and be organized, do it. Do it. I'm so excited to see who takes up, who takes me up on this tip and tries you, it out. You, yeah, we should repost, repost that. I picture. will. I'll post those pictures so it's on nice Instagram. Nice and clear. Yeah, because it it really was. I mean, a game changer because we could. I mean, see. you open the cabinet and you can see everything. That's right, and you could change it out easily. Yeah, you I would. I would very strategically hang the things that I was trying to remind myself that I have an idea for in the coming weeks. Yes. See, that's what. That's that's. That's clutch. I have a feeling some of you might trust me enough to give this a chance. And then little by little, this trend will grow and spread. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm right. sure I'm sure there's a cuter way to do it. Maybe some of you will come up with a Pinteresty way to make it look <laughs> nicer than I did. And that will be awesome. I cannot wait to see what you guys come up with. Please send us pictures. Yes. <laughs> okay, number three is maintaining it. So don't put it off. Yes, this was always the hard part for us. I know sometimes it's easier to start stacking stuff up in the closet or by your desk with the intention of putting it away in the correct spot at a later time, but that time never comes and that little pile becomes a big pile. And before you know, you're reorganizing your stuff on the weekend again. It's a vicious cycle. Yes. And again, Giddy, uh, thanks Giddy, shared some great advice with us. She said, if it takes a minute to put it away, do it now. You'd be surprised how much less clutter you'll have. So that's like another great point. It can be so tempting to leave things out, you know, on your desk or countertops in the hustle and bustle of the school day. But if you can find a few minutes just to chip away at that, rather than waiting for a planning day or staying late to knock it all out, you will be so much better off. Yeah, even if you just say, uh, you know, 10 minutes each morning or 10 minutes each afternoon, I'll, I'll spend putting things away. Mm-hmm. That'll help you stay on top of it, too. It's just these little atomic habits of avoiding clutter, putting things away, knowing where things are, and being able to easily access them that will keep you ahead and organized. And don't you think it'd be smart for you and your like aide or para to do it together so y'all both know? Yes, yes, Because yes. just like it you said so earlier, helpful. yeah, like you said earlier, um... If you know where you waste time, is, yeah, you yes. waste time if you're the only one that knows. That's right, because then you have to say, oh, you know, and stop and go help them find it and all that. Not just a waste time, yeah. Okay, very so, true. Uh, to get it, get it together with, yeah. with your para. Um, another good idea is from the Montessori method, which has to do with the uh, the prepared environment. And Kaylee, I, Kaylee, and I did some trainings on the Montessori method and went to. Uh, and went on to incorporate it into our classrooms more and more each year. The, the idea that kids know where the materials are, they can access them without needing the teacher at all. And that was very helpful in our classrooms. And it was, you know, the, yes, the like, kids could do it and they took ownership of it. And um, it just helped with learning and their responsibility and everything. Yeah, like you don't have to be the one in charge of every art supply that you want the kids to open up or instead you have them set up in a way that the kids can access them and they know the right way to use them and they know how to put them back. Right. Just putting thought into how kids can help with cleaning up, organizing, and being responsible for the space. Yes. Will make a huge difference. Another awesome teacher shared a good tip with us, Mr. Jake, one of our male teachers out there that we love said have the kids help set the finishing touches and involve them in finding places for things which is such a good idea because 
the more that the kids can help with organization and returning things to their spot, the better off you are. Even with things like their coats and their book bags and getting their things at the end of the day, like there can be little routines that the kids can take ownership of that will take it off of your plate. That's right. And like we've said in previous episodes, kids can do hard things. You just have to show them how to do it. Right. Like even maintaining the coat area. I've taught my kids about how if you're walking by the coats and there's a coat on the floor, you stop and you pick it up and you hang it back up. Right. And if there's a paper towel on the floor in the bathroom, you, you know what you do if you see one of those? You pick it up and put it in the trash. Right. And just help, helping, the, having the kids sort of step up to take those things on will make a big difference too. That's right. And when you, you see that as a teacher, you say, oh my gosh, your star is moving up. <laughs> your star on our chart is going up. We're yep. golden. Superstar. Superstar. That's I right. see it right there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So let's recap. The number one thing that we want you to remember from this episode is that you got to take time to save time. We know a lot of you were listening to our episode hoping for some magic secrets that would poof, make your classroom organized. But those just don't exist. You have to put time. You have to put in the time and definitely and it definitely helps to minimize the clutter. The less that you have to organize, the less time it will take you. Number two, containers, containers and more containers. Giddy, you said it best. And we've added to our advice with labels, 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 labels. Labels these con- labels on these containers. Yes, yeah, so important to know what's in there so you can That's find right. things or else you'll drive yourself crazy. That's right. Number three, stay on top of it. Don't put things off for that planning day or staying after school. It's these little atomic habits of avoiding clutter, putting things away, knowing where things are, and being able to easily access them that will help keep you ahead and organized. Okay, everyone, we have a special second part to this episode where we are interviewing a kindergarten teacher friend of ours who recently published a book about mermaids and the ocean. You're going to love her and her book. Here it is. Your, your book is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So good. And the Thank illustrations you. are really beautiful too. No, I was very lucky to find Sophia on Fiverr. Oh. Yeah. oh, wow. That's awesome. So you didn't know her or do you know her? No, I don't know her. I met her. I found her on Fiverr. Um, she lives in Russia. We've never oh. met, but it just that seemed like cool. a good match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm very excited to introduce a dear friend of mine who's also an author, um, Miss Nyasha Williams. We're so happy that you're here. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So she's a kindergarten teacher who has recently published a book. Do you want to tell us about it, Nyasha? Sure. Um, so the book is called What's the Commotion in the Ocean? And it's a rhyming children's book reflecting on the current happenings in the ocean and what we can do to help. Being a humanitarian is at the core of my being. And so I really felt like I wanted to write a book 
um, that really explain to kids actual actions that they can take in order to create a more sustainable um, world, yes. right? I was thinking the world. same thing. I love how the book everything, yeah. tells them what to do at the end. It goes through the problems. It makes it very clear. It draws the pictures and then it tells them how to fix it. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. You. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to write this amazing story and, and publish a book. Yeah. So I am a newlywed. Um, my husband and I just recently moved out to Colorado. So we're building our foundation out here. Um, and so when you look at the stats in regards to children's books, um, while 37% of the population are people of color, only 13% of children's books over the past 24 years contained multicultural content. And in my heart, African-American children deserve quality books that will inspire and flow the flow of the imagination. Yeah. And so I think about my future kids to my family and my, like my future kids. And I think about my students in my classroom and what would I want for them? What do I want them to see? And what do I want them to aspire to be? Yep. I love that. I love it too. God, and the story, I mean, the pictures and the, it rhymes like that alone is, is a lesson in itself, but the things that you go through in the story, the kids I, just, they ooh and ah at the pictures and they connect with the mermaid and they feel the message. And then there's things at the end that they can really do to go change the world. Yes. And I love that the mermaid didn't have red hair and green <laughs> eyes. <Ariel. laughs> yeah. So yes. that's, yeah. And I, uh, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day, actually a Ted talk. And, um, they were saying something similar about how the, like the kids of color and different, uh, you know, ethnicities aren't represented in books. And when they are, it's mostly like historical books. Like, so it's mostly books like, you know, like about Martin Luther King oh, yeah, or Jackie about Robinson yes. or yeah. Rosa Parks. So, so I was, yeah. So, I mean, and while those are really powerful and um, amazing books, most kids, you know, also want books, you know, that have to deal with today, you know, in this day and time and stuff like that. So I was so happy to see that in this book. No, I actually just wrote a post about that, about how a lot of books for um, kids of color are books um, basically talking about the oppression narrative. Right. And while it's important, our kids need to know their history. Right. They deserve a lot more. They need to see themselves in all um, walks of life and um, they deserve to dream ultimately. Yes. Yes. I love that. And that I wish I could remember this author's name. I'll go back and um, look and maybe we can put it in the show notes, but his Ted talk, um, he made, you know, like, I think he was like a third grade teacher maybe. And so he made funny books that third graders would actually want to read, you know, that had, you know, kids of color and all different types of ethnicities in them. But, you know, it's just a regular book. Yes. That a kid, right. So it's not like, oh, a history lesson. You know what I mean? Oh, so they it, loved it. They just naturally were drawn yeah. to it. Yes. Because it was funny and, you know, it had to do with things in this day and time and they all related to it. So it was, no, I and thought, yeah, that's correct. Cool. Like we all know as teachers, what brings our kids in, like what connects our kids to our lessons is like bringing their interest 
actress into it. And so, right. like, I know in my heart, like, I've always loved mermaids. I've loved mermaid mm-hmm. lore. I've always wanted to be a mermaid. And so it just felt right to make the book and, like, allow my students to dream and open their eyes to that. Because when I read my book for the first time to my class, um, one of my students, she's Black and she has dreadlocks. Uh-huh. Um, she was like, oh, Black, 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 uh, like, mermaids aren't Black. Oh. And... I was like, mermaids can definitely be black. And you know that this is why we do it. This is why our work is so important. Yes. I love that. And the, the big message of the book, I mean, is amazing too about sustainability and the earth and the ocean. I I also am big into that as well. So I, I love everything. Everything. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I thought it would be a great book for earth day. Um, just because it is working on sustainability and what we can do to protect the earth and take care of it. And so I think it'd be a good thing to have in classrooms during that time. Totally. That's what we're trying to promote it for. And I'm going to have a link in the show notes where everyone can get their own copy. Yay. That's great. How did you, um, how, so what, like, I mean, I know you wanted to write a book, but did you always know it'd be like with the mermaid and the ocean or? And how, when I was reading it, I was like, how did she come up with these rhymes? Sustainable, attainable. It was <laughs> yeah, I know. so good. Yeah, this, is, this is great. She's so poetic. I'm like cat, hat, <laughs> dog, frog. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I definitely didn't know that writing was my future all the, like my whole life. Definitely not. Um, but I feel like last summer, um, I just spent, I don't know, like I just felt inspired last mm-hmm. summer and I just started putting pen to paper and having my little journal and I'd wake up in the night and have ideas and be writing them down. And, um, this book that's come out is not my first book that I wrote, but it's the first book I've had illustrated and published. Um, my first book that I wrote um, is an affirmation book and that's going to come out, um, hopefully later this year. I'm in the process of having it illustrated right now. Um, but I'm really having fun with it. It's definitely a stress reliever and just something I just like enjoy doing. Um, yeah, it's nice to get your thoughts to paper. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it came up so, it it happened so fast, Niasha. You told me, I want to write a book. I'm like, cool, I want to do some stuff too. And then all of a sudden you're like, here's my book. Hey, I wrote my book. And I'm like, (laughs) buy it. And now it's on Amazon. I just feel like it's amazing how quickly this whole thing has come about. I'm like so proud of you. I just keep bragging to everyone. Like, I know her. No, I know her. Yes, my team. And I'm just, I'm just like, I met her at a wedding. (laughs) I know her too. Yeah, I know her too. (laughs) I'm just going to claim I know you. (laughs) And the Kickstarter was really affirming for me because I obviously raised over the funds that I expected to, but, and asked for originally, but it was also amazing because it just like reaffirmed that people are interested in what I'm writing and what I'm writing is important to people. And so it just made me, um, know that this is a great project and I should continue down this wavelength. So, um, Nyasha, tell us where can our listeners find you? So I am on Instagram. I have a personal and an author Instagram. Um, my author Instagram is writing to change the narrative. And my personal is 
Ananas Violets, which is purple pineapples in French. <laughs> Tell us more about that because I've always wanted to know what it means. This is what oh, will make people I, remember you. <laughs> yeah, I lived in France for a while. I was in Paris for a year. I was an au pair out there. And so I think that I always loved the pur- color purple. I've always loved pineapples. And it just seemed like a fun username. Um, and it's just like, it reminds me sometimes to stay to stay connected to my French because I don't think I practice it as much as I'd like to. And so it's just it. kind of like that little reminder. <laughs> I love that. People are never going to forget that about you. <laughs> So I will link your Instagram account and where to get your book on Amazon. Um, Lane, do you have anything else you want to add? Did we talk about, what'd y'all talk about? Hey, what'd y'all <laughs> talk about when I was gone? <laughs> uh, we were just listening to you and Scout. Just kidding. <laughs> did, you hear, did you hear? I figured out how to mute you. At first I was oh, like, we walked away and it was just like, oh shoot, I can't hear it. Or like, oh God. Okay, you, good. It's fine. No, it's fine. Um, um. Oh, also, Niasha, this is not, you can think for a second. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was going to start a thing where I ask all of our guests one piece of advice that you would give to teachers so that like in the future, I can put together one episode that's just five or six different people that we've interviewed saying, here's one thing that I would give as advice for teachers. So you can think for a second if you want. I don't want to put you on the spot, but... So just Did a piece of advice yeah. for teachers, you said? Yeah, if you what's because yeah. you know you're a kindergarten teacher. Yes. What's something that you would tell either to a new or a veteran teacher that you just would pass on as advice? Okay. Oh, why you think on that? Did y'all work together? Yes. Yes. At your old school. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. And you you were the kindergarten teacher there. Yep. Yes. I remember she came, <laughs> she came in my classroom at the beginning of the school year and I was like, I don't know who this person is. I'm like, is this our new principal? Is this our assistant principal? Like, she just came in and was just talking to me and I'm like, hey, what's up? And then I just found out, oh my God, she's the kindergarten teacher and we just became best friends. And then y'all dressed as, um, yeah, Elsa she, she Elsa made me dress, own. she made me dress up for all the things, unicorns, Anna, Elsa. <laughs> I never would have done any of that without you, girl. <laughs> but we looked cute. Yeah, we dressed up as Anna and Elsa. I need to put that somewhere on Instagram. Yes. And then now, are you still at that school or are you at a different school now? I am at a different school now. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. My advice for teachers. Um, my advice is never forget your self-care. Um, Good advice. Because I think that those papers can be rated another point. Um, I think that you need to make sure you're taking time for yourself and there will always be work to do. It's like, exactly. there'll always be something yeah. that you, you gotta... don't want burnout. It's burnout's not worth it. Because if you, yeah. If you're, if your cup isn't full, you can't give your kids your all. So you That's need to right. make sure you're taking care of you and take that sick day if you need to. Good yes. <laughs> That's, a, That's or, a hard one. That's a hard one for people to do. Call them, when I was growing up, my mom used to call them um mental health days mental just health like, days yeah just like, <laughs> she would let me sometimes from high school just take a mental health day and just breathe <laughs> yeah nice. where are you from um I was born in Colorado but okay. I've kind of lived all over um I'm finally back here as an adult but I've just been all over my life throughout my life oh, yeah. wow cool okay nice good advice <laughs> yeah thanks girl no, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I loved being on the show with you guys. Thank we love you. you. Yes. <laughs> <It's> so exciting. <laughs> a celebrity. 
god. Okay. Uh, this is awesome. This is thank you. Nyasha, did you, you said a little bit about your next book, but did you want to say anything else about it? So it's, it's, so it's an affirmation book. Um, and it'll be really good for classrooms. Like in my classroom in the morning, we do a mantra. So my kids, um, I created one for my kids. And so in the morning they say, I'm confident and capable. I learn at my own pace. I'm loved. I believe in us. I believe in me. And so they say that every single morning twice. I mean, we end I the day I just got goosebumps. Me too. <laughs> That's so great. I need to get that printed somewhere. Oh, and I need to put that in. Oh. <laughs> I like so, the part I learn at my own pace. I just feel yes. like that's so important. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Um, and so, yeah, I just really felt like that was an important thing I needed to add to my classroom this year. And so my kids um, really do get passionate about it. And I felt like thinking about that, um, I think mantras are important. I think kids need to be saying things um, that empower them and that make them feel um powerful there's feel... a ted talk about that too yeah so like, i feel like i want kids power to know poses standing i want them to feel powerful i want them to know they're loved and i think you can do that through an affirmation and so this book is just full of affirmations um it's there's affirmations every letter so it's an alphabet book every letter is correlated to a different word and there's an affirmation for that word so That's A cool. is for Afro, and so it just talks about pictures how beautiful, are so beautiful Afros too. are, and C is for challenge, and each letter is just trying to get the kid, um, have words that the kids can say that will um, live out, allow them, them to up. live out, yes. yes, build up and live out that letter. Oh, I love that. That's so That's, awesome. Oh my God. I love that, and I love y'all's mantra. That's Thank powerful. you. Yeah, that's great. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> and once you say it, you start to believe it, right? Yeah, so true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So and that I is think... that is writing to change the narrative. We're here to change the narrative. Yes. <laughs> change yes. it up. Change go. it up. Okay. Um, right. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll probably have you back on here again soon because this is <laughs> awesome. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yay. All right, so we will close out with a quick reminder about the pre-K teacher family. This week, we are bringing you a message from Amy. She said, my favorite part of the pre-K teacher family is how affordable it is to have access to so many learning resources. These tools aid my teaching, free up my weekends, and most importantly, help my students learn. Thank you, Amy, my girl. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> We love seeing your photos of all the fun ways that you use the pre-K teacher family resources in your classroom. Thank you so much for taking the time to snap pictures and share them with us. And before we say goodbye, we want to invite you to free up your weekends, give yourself a break by joining the pre-K teacher family so you can easily access hundreds of resources that are organized and ready to go for you. Stop spending your Sundays searching Pinterest for free downloads. We've got, <laughs> we've got you covered. Join the family. We'll be waiting for you. Yay! Man, I did that. Search for free downloads every Sunday. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank I'm going to buy your guys. book. I appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Okay, bye, bye everyone. Bye. 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 B